Dance Ballerinas. Welcome back to another episode. I have an interview for you today with a special guest. We'll be diving into performance anxiety, body image and perfectionism. But before we get into that, I hope you're having a lovely January. And I also just wanted to say thank you so much for all your feedback and continued support. I am so glad that you enjoyed last week's episode and it's always lovely to hear from the wonderful women and men in the Balanced Ballerinas community. Today's guest is Caitlin Tame, who is the founder of Dance Care Australia, a space which has been created for dancers of all ages to be heard and understood in whichever capacity they need by someone who knows what it can be like to be a dancer. Caitlin spent 15 years of her life studying to be a dancer. She began full-time training at the age of 13, which led her to finishing final years of high school at Queensland Dance School of Excellence. Following graduation, Caitlin completed a year of Queensland Ballet's pre-professional program in 2013 whilst participating in various company productions. Upon graduating, Caitlin continued to train and travelled all over Europe, auditioning for ballet companies in search of employment. Facing many struggles and disappointments, she decided to return home to Australia and really just sit down and reevaluate her future. After making the difficult decision to stop dancing, a story so common, Caitlin applied for university, turned that around and completed a Bachelor of Human Services in 2018. Amazing. Congrats, Caitlin. During this time, she began to notice the scarce amount of industry-specific mental health support for dancers in Australia and decided to use her own experience within the dance world to support dancers going through the adversities the industry produces. In December 2020, Caitlin graduated with a Master of Counselling from the University of Queensland and is now a registered counsellor with the Australian Counselling Association. Just amazing. Caitlin has a heart of gold and just wants to help young dancers flourish. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Caitlin and I believe you will too. I must admit it was so lovely to have Caitlin visit my studio and we actually sat down in person, which was so nice to do this interview just before Christmas, actually. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for giving up your precious time and traveling down from Brisbane. As always, you can reach me on Instagram at The Balance Ballerina and you can also reach Caitlin at Dance Care Australia. She has the cutest, most sweet Instagram full of feel good vibes. So be sure to check it out. Enjoy my conversation with Caitlin. Welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, Caitlin. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I'm actually, as I was saying to you, very excited to actually be doing an interview in person. I've really missed yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. It's so much nicer. Nice to see actual people rather than screens, eh? Yeah, and the listeners really love the quality of being mm. able to do it in person with the yeah. mics and just sounds so much better than Zoom. It does, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's lovely having you here. I actually want to dive straight into let's do it (laughs) a pivotal point where you actually decided to stop pursuing a career of being a professional dancer yeah so what what led you to that decision 
Uh, I think there was a couple of things, but um, I suppose I'd just uh, done a few tours overseas, like any dancer does in Europe doing the audition tour. Um, I decided to base myself in London for a little bit um, and try and do auditions out from there, but it was getting a little too much. Um, got very homesick, and so I was very lucky my parents helped me get back home. Um, and, yeah, I think it was a while coming, but... I took a little bit of time um, and I just didn't know if it was I wanted to keep pushing at that point. Like I'd done so many auditions, I'd gone over to Europe twice, didn't know if I was at that point where I could keep going or if it was time to sort of let things go. But um, I mean there was so much playing on my mind at the at the point as well. Um, you know, my parents put so much money into yeah. into this and I'd spent so many hours my entire life growing up um, had been dedicated to dancing. So uh, it wasn't an easy decision and I don't think it is for anyone um, when they spend so much time. Um, but, yeah, I because I'd spent so much time dancing, I didn't have anything on my CV and no one wants to hire anyone who's just got dancing on their CV. Um, so I did a bit of volunteering and uh, did some homeless vans where they handed out sandwiches and coffee and that sort nice. of thing. And I don't know, it was just a different perspective on the world and stepping away from the dance world and kind of, yeah, you know, you don't come across these people from day to day and um, sort of, kind of started to grow a heart for helping people and really just wanted to be in that space and so I kind of sat down my parents at dinner one night and told them yeah I think I'm gonna leave this um it was hard but I think it was a really good move for me um I then yeah went to uni did my bachelor of human services um which grade 12 me didn't want to do any more assignments or any more exams um so, uh, but went to uni and did five years. Wow. <laughs> so I did my Bachelor of Human Services and then my Master of Counseling, which I just finished end of last year. Um, nice. But uh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's huge. I only yeah. did, well, I did four years at uni. It was supposed to be three, but it was four because here you go. Like I actually did fail my first semester of uni. It happens. It happens. Yeah, you know, I'm does. not perfect. No. And uh, so that really stretched my good degree out. Yeah. <laughs> But congratulations, five Thank years you. is such a long time. Oh, it flew by. I don't know how, but yeah, <laughs> five years sounds like a long time. Yeah. Just sitting down in lectures. <laughs> you were um, so much nicer to your parents sitting down at dinner <laughs> and actually having that conversation. I did it five minutes before my mum was about to jump on a flight back to the Gold Coast <laughs> and we were in Melbourne. Yeah. And here she was with a bawling crying Georgia while she was like oh my god I can't leave you now like <laughs> what am I supposed to do <laughs> exactly yeah. anyway she's like it's all gonna be okay and jumped on her flight and yes yeah, call she, you after <laughs> she was she was like really Georgia you had to you know we spent days together and then you did it five minutes before before I jumped on a flight so good work mm. that was a lot better a lot nicer on your parents and how was their response Oh, I think my parents are incredible. Um, mm. They've just supported me the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do any of it without them, honestly. Um, they just, yeah, um, want me to do what I want to do and figure out how to make that happen. And, um, I mean, having little Eliora now, um, I, I She's just so hope cute. that I can, <laughs> I just hope that I can be half 
as least as supportive as they were for me. Um, I mean, you know, I think definitely in your teenage lives, you'd spend so much time trying to figure out who you are as a person that, you know, having someone there, then it's like, oh, that's okay. Like, you can figure out, like, what do you want to do next? Like, it's okay to change things and just, yeah, having that that sense of security made it a lot easier. I mean, yeah, yeah I definitely feel guilty for, you know, point shoes are not cheap <laughs> um, and all those pairs that they spent and all the time and the car trips and driving into the city and out and yeah but, but it sounds yeah. like your parents are very much like mine where you know they understand that that whole process created the mm. human being that you are today mm. even if you didn't end up being a professional dancer it's still molded yeah. and it was still mm. worth it because that's Absolutely. made you who you are today yeah. yeah I think that was definitely something that I had to work through as well realizing that you know I wasn't just chucking this experience away it's helped inform like who I am today and it's helped grow what Dance Care Australia is now and where I want to go with that um and yeah going to uni was part of that process of figuring out like okay I want to help people and now I've got this knowledge of like what the dance world is like and what it's like to be a dancer and that's some really incredible information that helps me work with clients um but yeah 100% now what is Dance Care Australia and I want to know what a usual day in the office looks like yeah um so it's essentially a counseling service um and support just for dancers started it up as a little blog just kind of sharing some stories it's always doesn't everything start as a little blog yeah (laughs) that was me too yeah it definitely does um yeah and so at the beginning of this year we um launched it as a business um which was interesting to figure all that stuff out um still learning a lot (laughs) because they don't teach you that in uni um no they don't at least in the counselling degree. Um, yeah, so uh, I offer individual counselling. Um, I can offer all sorts of formats of counselling, whether it's parents or families that need it as well. It depends on who needs the support and what I can do um, with them. And, uh, yeah, I can uh, do some workshops in dance schools as well. Um, it's still sort of growing and I'm figuring out what I'm able to do and... Um, I have all these sorts of dreams of, um, yeah, uh, working on a mindfulness journal for dancers and, and that sort of thing and nice. creating, I suppose, spaces where that, I think that's essentially what Dance Care Australia is. It's um, designed to be a space for dancers to feel safe, um, heard, understood and know that they can be supported through whatever they're going through um, in their dance journey, whether it be pre-professional or just, you know, after school um yeah. and we're all dancers so and we're all kind of facing similar challenges day to day 100 percent at balance ballerinas i thoroughly uh um encourage everyone who even if you are just a student that participates in dance classes a couple of times a week you're still a dancer you're yeah, still a, a ballerina you can call yourself mm-hmm. you know if mm. you put in the training whatever you want so yeah 100 yeah, percent. <laughs> mm. so what is exactly counseling so i think it's really important that people uh yeah get to know what counseling is i think it's everyone knows what a psychologist is sometimes they're a little bit like unsure about what a counselor can be and what we can do um essentially we're the same um there are a few differences 
which don't make a huge impact to the work that we do. Um, psychologists can officially diagnose mental disorders, um, whereas counsellors can still work with that. They can still kind of identify those things. Um, we still understand everything that a psychologist understands. Um, so counselling, in a sense, can look like multiple things. Um, I offer kind of different formats of individual counselling. Um, one I particularly really love is walk and talk therapy. Um, so instead of sitting down in a really clinical setting in a room facing each other and talking to a stranger, staring at them, um, you know, how it's easy to like um, drive in a car and just kind of chat because you're looking out the window. So it's a little bit like that. You're walking through and whether it's botanical gardens or a park by the water or, or that sort of thing we do therapy as we walk or I love sit on that. a park bench and yeah um, yeah it's really much more informal I think it's I mean it's more comfortable for me so I can only imagine that it's a lot more comfortable for the client as well and um, good for the body you're outside exactly. you're walking you're yep. soaking up some nature yep. like but but <laughs> when you're you know, going for a walk with a girlfriend mm. or I know during COVID, um, me and one of my best friends, Kate, we would, she was pregnant at the time mm. and we would meet each other, you know, at 6am for a walk yeah. and we would just walk and talk and talk mm. and talk and mm-hmm. talk and get everything out. You know, yeah. we were brainstorming how to, how to help our businesses survive, how mm. to get through COVID, the new rules. And, yeah. you know, she was going, you know, talking about her pregnancy and mm. how she's going to manage that and you know yeah. like and it's so true though like when you walk and talk it just flows more naturally yeah than sitting at a table and staring at and each you're other. not thinking about how you're sitting or like what you're doing with your body and like we are now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be so conscious of that it's all right we're no, not filming yeah. so it's all good it's all good yeah <laughs> but awesome. yeah it's just a and i mean some some counselors and psychologists they give you homework to do exercise so you're kind of checking two off the list your therapy and your and your homework for therapy as well so nice win-win <laughs> yeah and sometimes yeah. it's really nice too to have someone to talk to that also isn't necessarily a friend mm. or a family member yeah. because you get an opinion that doesn't mm-hmm. have any um, sort of bias attached to it yeah. so Definitely. yeah it's a really important service mm. Mm. Yeah. so speaking of um, you talk about warming up our mind as well as our body, which is probably something that dancers should pay more attention to, but don't. What Mm. do you mean by that? I suppose I think it's easy for us to think of the mind as not a part of the body. And as dancers, we use every inch of our body, right? Yeah. Um, And so why would we not warm that up? Why would we not prepare it so that we're as ready as we can be I mean sometimes we spend hour or two hours before class making sure that everything's good to go so that you can be at the best um, that you can when you do that first plie or tondu Um, yeah so just kind of preparing because I think anything can happen in a class and uh, might be something that a teacher says and if your mind's not ready I suppose it might not be ready to take on that criticism um, might not be intended in a bad way but if your mind is not in the place where it's able to receive that and take that on and take that on board then who knows what can happen yeah it's um it's interesting I've, I've actually spoken about this on the podcast recently that this year I've had a few clients say to me especially adults because they sort of notice mm. a bit more than than the children mm. they're like you've really upped your game with teaching this year like what are mm. you doing differently and I'll be honest the only thing I've changed 
and it's made a dramatic impact was actually just we're sitting in my office now you'll Mm. see where I do it Mm. I will come in and like I was telling you I you know close the curtains and I make sure the studio is all set up for class and I will just sit at my desk here and I'll do a 10 minute meditation on my um, headspace app Mm. and just really like connect and calm down and Mm. I I don't know what it does but all of a sudden Mm. then I walk into the studio feeling like totally different and more Mm. I guess in flow with Mm. my teaching and I have noticed when I don't do it for whatever reason um, I am uh, a little bit more anxious if something goes wrong Mm. or I'm a little bit more touchy or it it just doesn't I'm not in a flow state so Mm. you know I instead of warming up my body I've just been warming up my mind yeah and exactly. it does make a huge difference it does and yeah. I know some people are still a bit like oh woo woo go and do your meditation but it actually does work mm-hmm. it works definitely so. I mean our man- minds are just crazy incredible tricky little things yes that you walk in after I don't know having a fight or something with your mum like you take that into the dance studio um, unless you're able to take a few seconds just even yeah just a few seconds to breathe and go okay I'm here I'm in my dance class now and I'm about to do class I'm gonna leave that and not help it yeah yeah I find if um if I'm teaching especially children actually Mm. if I'm teaching and I just feel like there's some bad energy Mm. (laughs) whether five of the 15 students have had a fight in the car on the way there or something I don't know you can just tell there's a bad energy it's like let's just stop for a second (laughs) five deep breaths is Mm. all it takes to sort of reset and Mm. it does work so yeah yeah I mean also then you could go on the other spectrum and say that it can actually really help you and you can use that energy that you have from that emotion I think dancing is such an emotive art as well um I think you can see that on stage and artists um, and it's incredible to see when they use that real like raw emotion but yeah, yeah. I think a bit of play whether you think it's helpful for yourself or not or whether it's yeah yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, a really big part of dance is, you know, being critiqued by your teachers. So how can we critically analyse corrections and criticism, you know, without taking it to heart and without taking it so personal? Mm, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely easier said than done. Yeah. Um, I think I have a real passion for working with younger dancers um particularly at the moment um just they're so young in such a developmental stage of their life they're figuring out who they are what their likes and dislikes are um their relationships with their friends and their family and other people um and there's a whole lot going on for them and that it's there's a lot of turmoil I, I suppose like going on for them and there's not a lot of things that are very stable for them at that point in their lives um so I suppose um sorry I forgot (laughs) where we're going with that um so uh, with with taking on criticism just mm. not taking it to heart really how do we do that yeah um I think it's easy particularly for younger dancers to be able to have their teacher I suppose say something about their dancing and think that it's about them personally yeah Um, it's so easy Um, I think we've all felt that even (laughs) adults yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
there's something that I really love doing in my work um, and it's based off, uh, it's called acceptance and commitment therapy or like you call it ACT. Um, and part of ACT, there's a different facets, but it's very mindfulness-based and very driven by your values and knowing who you want to be as a person, what you're really passionate about. Um, something that can be really helpful in taking on criticism or not letting it really affect you is knowing what your core values are yeah Um, while like younger dancers are going up and down with the interest and one minute they're interested in something one minute they're interested in something else um knowing like what your real core values not like i love flowers um or i love going for walks that might be going outdoors might be something that you really value but who you want to be as a person i want to be someone who's hard working okay like my teacher are they giving it to me because they think that I'm a bad person or are they trying to help me become a better dancer? It's not about me. It's actually, okay, this is something that can help me get to where I want to be. And so kind of removing that emotion out of it, warming up our mind before class can be something that's really helpful to be able to determine whether this is personal, whether this is not. Um, And it is something that's really tricky being able to kind of let things go when you're literally commenting on body your body yeah and you feel like it's literally you that they're tearing apart um but yeah coming back to those core values can be these real anchors um to stabilize yourself and Mm. be able to just take on whether it's a bad thing or a good thing um something I, i was reading it the other day i think um it was like if you could put act on a on a t-shirt it was like embrace your demons um and f- like follow your heart or something like that it's kind of okay bad things happen but i'm still gonna align with my values and mm. and work towards that and i think it's also really important too for teachers to also mm. you know make sure that students know it's actually not a personal attack that it's yeah. a correction and yeah. I mean I know and I'm getting better at it as the mm. years go on and I hope to just continue getting better at it mm. you know when I feel like I may have pushed a little bit too far or I feel like a student mm. has taken a correction um, personally to say um, you know oh guys this is not personal this is me making you into the dancer that mm. you know you're capable of being and yeah. then they go oh okay like mm. this isn't about me this is about um, what I am trying to achieve here yep. in the room, what I'm doing, not who together. I am. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's easy to focus on the negative things rather than the positive things, right? I think. And we can also, I suppose, always say more positive things and try and build each other up as well. Um, but it's also something for us to learn how to acknowledge our own strengths and know that they're there rather than it's only just the negatives and eating away at us. It's yeah. I've got these things that are still here and these are things that I'm good at um, as well. Talking about building each other up, I was actually going to ask you, it was on my (laughs) list of questions. You know, I I think we don't talk enough about ballet buddies Mm. and friendship in the dance studio. You know, usually pop culture and Mm -hmm. media talks about, you know, the studio, the dance studio. Mm. It's usually represented as a place where everyone's against each other and, you know, Mm. vying for the role of Clara and the Nutcracker. You know, it's just very dramatic and it's like, (laughs) yeah, and you can't be friends. And I see nothing but friendship happening Mm. at my studio. Sometimes, in fact, so much, especially with the children. It's like, come on, guys. I love, and I say this, (laughs) I'm like, I love that you are all friends. 
but we have work to do. Please be quiet. <laughs> no more gossiping. Mm, and, awesome. um, you know, how do we check in with our ballet, ballet buddies? You know, mm. are you okay day is great, but how can we do that mm. on a more regular basis and build each other up? Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I think consistency is the, <coughs> sorry, yeah. I think consistency is the key. Um, and I think you know when people are not okay um, and picking up on that and just kind of, knowing or asking what it is um that that person needs um do they need extra support do they need space right now um Mm. and just yeah constantly checking up i think even the slightest things you never know what's going to happen that's going to set someone off um just down the spiral that Mm. sort of thing yeah one of the cutest things i see at the studio is if um is if a student is struggling with something during class and the ballet buddy will be out here in the foyer practicing with it uh, mm-hmm. with them before we go into class That's and cute. and like they don't know I'm watching yeah. and I'm watching <laughs> them you know going through it and then that student comes in way more confident and you know it can be mm. such a beautiful um, place for friendship and that yeah. is one of the stereotypes you know I yeah, sort of like to definitely. to break mm. and um you know, it doesn't have to be pitting against each other. No, and it kind of quietens, you know, your mind of what people might be thinking as well. Like if you're only speaking encouraging things, it's like, mm. oh, they don't think these awful things about me because our yeah. mind can play evil tricks on us sometimes. Definitely. I think um, ballet and dance can put a lot of pressure on students, um, but it also attracts the kind of people that you know, very tough on themselves, you know, Mm. your type A personalities. Mm -hmm. How do people, you know, with those kinds of personalities, like me, um, you know. And myself. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Pretty much everyone that's attracted to ballet. How do we stay grounded? How do we stay grounded? Um, Bit of balance. (laughs) That's my answer for everything. (laughs) <laughs> always right um yeah finding what works for you I think is uh, trialing um different things whether that is 10 minutes of mindfulness beforehand um whether it's going for a walk um sometimes we have to really I think yeah um bit of a broken record I feel like people are talking about all the time self-care 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 um just means it's true exactly mm. um and not the I mean, it can be, but not the, oh, let's have a bubble bath all the time. Um, <laughs> like that that can be good for that's the soul, lovely. definitely. Yep. And you can go and splurge on something if you really feel like that's good for your soul right then and there. But um, sometimes it's hard self-care. Um, I actually really need to have a hard conversation with um, someone because, you know, our relationship is not where it needs to be or um, I need to go practice this variation um because i keep mucking up this one bit and keep forgetting and i know that that's gonna affect me when i go into class next week as well um figuring out what it is that actually is gonna help your mindset in the future it's kind of setting yourself up for um yeah I'm so glad you said that because oftentimes yeah we think about and when self-care is mentioned it's like Mm. go get a a bath bomb run Mm -hmm. a bath and light some candles Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, you mentioned then that sometimes it's having a difficult conversation Mm. or, yeah, practicing something that you're really struggling with. Mm -hmm. Because I do sometimes find, whether it's adults or children, when they come across something difficult, they will just run the bubble bath Mm. instead of actually doing the work, Mm. which is going to set themselves up. I guess we're talking about a different kind of self-care there, yeah. but it's a kind of self-care that mm. is setting you up for some future success instead Definitely. of just wallowing. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. It's like, well, mm. actually, let's action some steps mm-hmm. that are going to get you closer to that goal and then you'll be more confident yeah. rather than getting out. I'm really running with the bubble bath <laughs> theme here. Rather than r- getting out of the bubble bath and being in the same place that you were mm. to begin with. Mm. Did that make any sense at all? Yeah, it did. <laughs> No, definitely. I mean, anything that's going to make you stronger is hard in the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we have to face the music. (laughs) Yeah. You're a big fan of journaling. Yeah. Yeah. So do you get your clients to journal? If it suits them. Yeah. I mean, not everyone's a journaler. Um, Sometimes it's worth trying out to see if you are, if you don't think you are. Um, or see what just comes out. Sometimes you can do it in session and um, just spend some time reflecting because not everyone gets the time or wants to make the time to sit down and just write because I know sometimes it doesn't feel like we're doing something very productive. Um, But uh, I think, yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in just thoughts in our mind and I think that's what I've seen beneficial for myself in journaling is just having it all down on paper. I don't have to sift through it in my head and just get worked up because there's so much going on in my brain. Um, And then usually by the end of it, I see all of the stuff on the page and I'm like, oh, it actually wasn't that much anyway. I was just making this big thing and it was just clouding around and Mm. I can actually tackle these at one at a time rather than getting distracted or really worked up yeah I find uh journaling is really useful when you feel like there's too many tabs open on your brain Mm -hmm. and it's sort of just like a brain dump on the page Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm with you you look at it and go oh there's actually only a few things Mm -hmm. here that are going wrong you know in quotation marks (laughs) um and that's an easy fix Mm -hmm. and it's easier to see it's almost like looking in a mirror a little Mm. bit and it's a little bit more distance from yourself when you brain dump like that yeah Yeah. or like even if you don't have a journal in your hand there's some tricks that um they like to bring up in counseling of tell us (laughs) (laughs) um if you were to watch a tv of your thoughts rather than actually feeling like they're in yourself or like you're listening to a radio you're kind of stepping back from it it's that kind of stepping back and removing yourself from I'm not these thoughts these thoughts are happening and what how can I sort of interact with them rather than feel like they are driving me and my emotions and you know just watching like that TV of yeah thoughts (laughs) nice good um now I did pop on Instagram Mm. a question box and I said does anyone have any questions for Caitlin (laughs) and I had a couple of adults respond I think Mm -hmm. like I was saying to you all the children are on summer break we're recording this just before Christmas (laughs) and um, so a lot of the adults there was a very similar theme Mm. and it was really about how can adults process their aging bodies and accept that they're changing in both feel and appearance Mm. so They want to know how they can get past, you know, uh, uh, 
they love ballet, for yeah. example, but have being a physical activity, it can just really amplify those negative feelings about oneself. Like what mm-hmm. advice would you give to that question? Um, I suppose I kind of think of the season that I'm just kind of come out of and still going through of after having a baby um, and that postpartum uh, over since last year my body has changed so much and it's done a huge thing Um, and it's very easy for I think people when they've given birth to compare the before and after I'm not like I was before Um, but realizing and kind of shifting our mind to thinking this is what my body has done and this is what it's still able to do. Like Mm. it can still do some incredible things. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it has done something incredible. I was just (laughs) about to say that. Yeah. Um, The most, arguably the most incredible. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, I suppose you could kind of look at it in that sense for your adult ballerinas and that we're all in different seasons. So yeah, things might not be as easy as they were once, but um I'm able to still move my body and um, what can my body do right now um, and kind of like we were kind of talking about before that focusing on our strengths rather than our weaknesses it's once we get that one weakness in our mind that seems to be the one thing that we can really just fixate on rather mm. than oh, I love doing this variation or this exercise it makes me feel so good um, and yeah less on the look I suppose and more on how that class makes me feel how dancing makes me feel um yeah I think um when I sort of observe my adult clients in particular the ones that are more of a beginner mm-hmm. because they've got that beginner's mindset they come into the studio with more of a feeling of wow didn't know I could do that you know like and it's quite Mm. like amazing like oh I didn't know I could do that oh wow my leg is like Mm -hmm. gone from 45 degrees to now 90 degrees and Mm -hmm. every tiny degree is a win I find the most challenging clients to be the ones who danced Mm. you know uh, all throughout childhood yeah. to quite advanced levels, whether that's a pre-professional or professional level. Mm. And they come back to the studio as, say, a 40 or 50 or 60, even, you know, 80-year-old, mm. and they want to be in the body that they were in as a 16-year-old. Mm. And that's just not possible. No. And I do remember uh during a yoga retreat I was in they said constantly throughout the three days practice in the body that you have today Mm. and so that's a huge takeaway that I took Mm. as a teacher and just when I see an adult you know being really hard on themselves Mm. like just practice in the body you have today and just reminding them if there's any teachers out there like reminding them that that what they're doing just showing up sometimes in reverence I'll say Mm. good work for showing up instead of you know sitting on the couch and watching Netflix because you could have done that exactly yes exactly (laughs) like you know it and I think it's not even just for class whether they're starting a business or Mm. or um anything really You could have sat on the couch and watched Netflix, mm-hmm. but you chose to do this instead, <laughs> which is improving yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I've loved um, kind of dwelling on this saying this entire year, um, I value progress over perfection. Yeah. And sometimes progress 
doesn't look like you've gone too far but you know you've made the step to show up today um and that's way more than you could ever ask for yourself to do so 100 percent love that one this year (laughs) yes no i'm a big fan progress over perfection definitely Mm. i um you had a beautiful post that you recently put up about 2021 Mm -hmm. and reflecting can you share a little bit was that yesterday Um, i think it was yesterday (laughs) in fact what i'm gonna Mm. do let me bring it up and i'll just read a little bit because i just thought it was really lovely and i feel like always a good refresher (laughs) yes yes definitely i mean it's been a weird year hasn't it i mean i feel like 2020 and 2021 has just been one One big year (laughs) like or is that just me together smushed together by the time people actually listen to this though it'll be Mm. 2022 true Mm. so um on reflection, mm-hmm. um, so this will be a couple of weeks earlier, yeah. you wrote, uh, I went to write this post about four different times, mm-hmm. can totally relate, all coming from different mm-hmm. angles but not really eventuating to anything, so I'll try and keep it as simple as possible. Can you read the rest for me? No problem. 2021, we've made it. It's December and we're about to see it out and welcome in 2022. Whatever feelings you might have about how this year was, I'm going to give you one recommendation. Celebrate. Celebrate in whichever way you need to until your heart is content because heaven knows we all need it and deserve it. You deserve it because you got through the year. You got through each day, regardless of what it threw at you, and I think it threw a bunch at us all again. So you know what you get to do now? Celebrate. Celebrate the wins or celebrate that all the losses are in the past now or are hopefully soon to be. I read something this year saying that dance ranked as the most physically demanding job in the US and with all that COVID has consistently thrown at the performing arts for almost two years now, there's no one more deserving of it for sticking it out, for adapting, for just simply getting through each day, hour or even minute. So please don't hesitate reaching for that large slice of Christmas pudding, that scrumptious rumble or second or third helping of ham. Grab your friends, family, loved ones or cats and do whatever feels right and marry this season. And I don't think I need to add anything more than that because otherwise things get too complicated and none of us need complicated right now. So I implore you to join me and let's go celebrate. I love that so much. And it's really funny. I have um, an intention setting goal sheet on balanceballerinas.com. And sometimes people will email me and go, there's a little box at the bottom that says, Mm. after you've achieved this, how will you celebrate? Mm. People go, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? How will you celebrate once you've achieved that goal, whether it's going out for a nice dinner Mm. or... I don't know, something frivolous, like buying yourself something in particular. How will yep. you celebrate? Dance and even, party. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And even the youngest students like get confused by mm. that. Like, what do you mean? How do I celebrate? I'm like, yep. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> what do you, you know, what reward can you, what Definitely. carrot can you dangle in yep. front of you? But yeah, I love yeah. that. And I think also what I wanted to try and convey that, you know, it doesn't matter what's happened this year, whether you feel like you're deserving of celebrating or not. We've made it through the year. You've got this far. Yeah. You deserve it regardless. Definitely. I love your Instagram. It's so sweet and it's so um, cute. Everyone needs to go check out at Dance Care Australia. Thank you. It's very lovely. It's very calming. Like if you look at your grid, it's very calming. I get that vibe. (laughs) Yeah. I choose my most calm photos that I've taken over the years. And yeah. Well, I'm feeling it through the phone. (laughs) Good to know. Now... 
I wanted to ask you, before I ask you my balance question that mm-hmm. you know I ask yes. everybody because <laughs> you've listened to the podcast, um, what's motherhood been like? How's it going? How's it balancing yeah. business and motherhood mm. and everything in between? Yeah, it's definitely been something that I'm still figuring out. Um, took a little time off and um, yeah, with my husband working at the hospital. And How long did you take off? Uh, I suppose I sort of started to look thing look at things um, about two months after, just um, slowly figuring out how much I can do, depending on whether she naps or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, my mum's been very incredible in helping out um, look after her one day a week so I can know that I have a few hours to get in. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been... You just have to take every day as it comes. Um, you can't prepare for, for anything really or you, you shouldn't because um, who knows what <laughs> little one can throw at you. Um, but it's been amazing. Um, it was definitely hard in the beginning um, with whole recovery. and There's just so much to take on initially. Um, but loving just seeing her personality come out and... Um, yeah, every day you just wake up and she's doing something. It's like, I didn't teach you that. And it's just, I like, I love that um, we have this innate th- a sort of um, thing in each and every one of us to just grow and develop. And I think we forget that as when we get older that, you know, we just grow and we learn. That's who we are as human beings. And Definitely. it's so nice to see that in her and just little things of turning the page on a book and that sort of thing but she's yeah, very so cool. delicious mm. she's very cute <laughs> she's got some good roles <laughs> some fantastic roles <laughs> i was saying she looks like a little croissant <laughs> the cutest croissant you've ever seen yeah. what keeps you balanced caitlin i've definitely thought about this in preparation <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> uh, but i didn't know what i was actually gonna say to begin with um i, was, I think definitely some core things I mean it's always good to you know get a cry out sometimes when things are feeling a bit topsy-turvy but um coming back to family and friends and Mm. being outdoors I think are really good core things um but also just grace and forgiveness for yourself every season is different we can do different amounts at different times um just acknowledging that you can't do the same amount of work and effort every every day every week every month every year just knowing where your limits are at and what your boundaries are and kind of just maneuvering around that Mm. regardless of what it is giving yourself some grace i love that Mm. answer it's lovely (laughs) it's a good one thank you so much for traveling from brisbane to come see me so nice so nice to sit in my studio and do an interview in person it's just yeah i've missed it definitely (laughs) hopefully it's not too long away yes (laughs) and so i've already said your instagram is at dance care australia where else can everyone find you yeah um www.dancecareaustralia.com um you can find it through my instagram as well and we do have a facebook page as well just everything's dance care australia nice and easy yeah here's to lots of walking and talking yeah yeah <laughs> look forward to it <laughs> thank you so much Caitlin. thank you georgia it's great. <laughs>